Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. I'm super excited. I have a special guest today, Pooja Malhotra. She is in Canada. She's going to tell us more about her background and where she is and all of that. She's a she's the brains behind Roop Creative Agency. She's a branding expert, a designer. You've got to follow her on Instagram because her designs are just so beautiful and sleek. And someday when I have my website redone, I'll definitely be reaching out to Pooja. Um, and from what I can tell, she is a fierce feminist, which really speaks to me. So if you like all of those things, pretty branding and you know, Women Crush Wednesdays, um, definitely check her out. Pooja, I'm honored to have you here. Thank you for joining. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, we had a little chat and you were sharing some of your story and I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to capture this. So let's dive right into, and at the end, I'll have you tell people where they can find you and everything, of course, so, so they can follow along. But this, so this journey into entrepreneurship really was sort of at odds with some of your family's values, right? So tell us the story about kind of your journey into entrepreneurship. For sure. So like I come from an immigrant family and what that means to me essentially was education and getting a degree and then getting a corporate job was like number one. And, you know, we were kind of raised with the whole mentality of like doctor, engineer, lawyer, those are the careers you have. And then there was me who was just like, what about graphic design? <laughs> and so um, my family was actually super supportive when I decided to go to university for design. Um, but then, you know, I got out of university and it was all about finding that perfect corporate job, which I did eventually get into um, as a graphic designer. But during that, I just felt like, you know, this wasn't where I was supposed to be and it just didn't fit well. Um, so I know like a lot of the times I would kind of communicate this with my family and like, you know, to my friends even, and it was just kind of like, well, you know, that's life. And, you know, you can have this job that gives you not only a, a stable salary, but also like benefits and things that, you know, they might not have experienced. Now, my dad himself was an engineer who came from India to Canada and uh, he went from you know having a career in engineering um, in Canada in the beginning but felt like he wasn't growing so he decided to start his own business and when he went into that he also went into franchising and everything and um, you know in his story he felt just him and my mom were both in this business together and so they both realized you know the kind of trials and tribulations you have as an entrepreneur um, and for them, their main thing was, we don't want you to get, you know, suffer the same way we suffer or like, you know, be held back, you know, and things that we were held back in because we had a business. And for me, it was very different because, you know, today business looks very different. It's very, it's all about flexible hours and, you know, working uh, to kind of benefit you as well as your clients. Um, and also it's about working 
smarter versus working harder, right? Um, so for me, I always saw business kind of separately from the way that they saw it. So it was kind of a little bit of an uphill battle when I first introduced the idea of leaving my corporate job and the comfort of it. Um, but I did kind of give them a little bit of an ultimatum. And I think I was at the same time I was giving it to myself because I remember my sister telling me that the only person standing in my way is me which is very true. And so she, she's reminded me that, you know, like, you know, mom and dad are going to be happy no matter what, but if you want to do this, you got to just jump in. And so I took her advice and jumped in and, you know, lo and behold, I gave them kind of a date. And as well as at that time, my husband, I gave him a date and I was just like, if I can do this and I can make this much money by this date, then I'm going to keep doing it. But if I can't, then, you know, by all means, I will go out the next day and get a job. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the ultimatum that I gave them and started my career in Roof Creative and, you know, build this amazing business. And now they're all like head over heels over it. But in the beginning, it was a little hesitant. And I understand where they're coming from. Being an immigrant, like, you know, you always want to be kind of like, the yes man and you know sign up for all the work that you can get and you know stability is just key uh when you're in a new country yeah for sure and it's a story i hear from a lot of people i talk to so you know jody edwards and yeah. she she shared a very similar because she came from jamaica when she was six and it was yeah. the same thing her mom worked very hard to put her through yeah. school valued education and then she was like oh but i want to go do this other thing you know yeah. And I so, think it's very different for them because like, you know, they gave up a lot to come here. And then on top of it, like for me, I was born and raised here. So I always say I'm Canadian, right? right? Before anything. And so for me, like I grew up with this sort of shelter that they had given me. And so I felt at one point, like, you know, you came here to give me this opportunity to do what I want to do. Um, so now you have to let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that, that's a great perspective. And there yeah. were a few different things in, in your story that I definitely want to like pull at those threads yeah. because, you know, one of them, I mean, I have a sister too, go sisters, yeah. like how awesome <laughs> that, right. Yeah. You had somebody like, it's so important on this journey that we have a support system, somebody who's like encouraging, cheering us on, because if all we're surrounded by and not that your parents were being naysayers, like no. out of, you know, being cruel or, you know, not wanting you to be happy or whatever, no. but fear, right? They cared yes. about you. Yeah. Yeah. They just wanted me to be stable. Like stability was their main thing where, where, you know, one thing I always joke with my dad is I'm, I tell him, I'm like, I'm exactly like you. Yeah. You have that entrepreneurial gene in you. And so do I. <laughs> and I think what you're, what you're scared of is you saying yes to me and then me facing a problem that you might have faced and you don't want to see your kid do that. Yeah. Right? And so like for me, like I, I get it, but my, I've always had a support system, but I get where they were coming from too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think is really helpful when because I see this, I'm, I was, well, I still am in a lot of these groups, but I yeah. try, as we were talking about, I try not to spend all my time on my phone, but <laughs> one of the things I see in like, for example, women's entrepreneurship groups on Facebook is, Hey, I have all these naysayers in my life. Nobody's supporting me. How do I deal? You know? And I think a part of that, and, and I may have mentioned this, I think I talked to, about this with someone else on the podcast, but mm -hmm. if we can at least remind ourselves that a lot of those people are saying it out of love because they fear, they don't want you to get hurt. They don't want to see you fail, not because 
they're embarrassed by it or something, but because they don't want you to go through that pain. So I think that's a really good reframe. Yeah, for sure. And I, de I definitely think like it was exact, exactly what you were saying is that they're just there to love and support you and they want the best for you. And sometimes, you know, they may not know what's best for you. <laughs> yeah, totally. We have to listen to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So another piece of that then, um, what I really liked about your approach was the the ultimatum as you called it and the reason is you know it, it gives other people a little like a sense of security a little bit like okay she's she's being um she's being logical you know she's not being crazy yeah. <laughs> but also it gives you a deadline to like work your ass off yeah. against right and and that's yeah. really important because i procrastinated forever because i i was just going for someday oh someday i'm gonna do this you know so how do you like do you feel like that helped you are you really big on like setting deadlines in your business for sure like deadlines are i mean the key to my game um that's just how i play but i knew going into it like i needed to not only prove it to them i actually think i needed to prove it to myself a little bit yeah that's why i set that deadline now obviously i had like a few goals and they altered because i listened to my clients and you know my, my service list changed as the year went on and, you know, things happen and I allowed those things to happen as well. I wasn't set in my ways, but I knew that I had this like, you know, overall picture goal of where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to prove that to myself before I proved it to anybody else. So for me, that deadline was almost for myself. And I kind of, I, I live with deadlines. Like, um, I feel like it's, it's the way that I progress. Um, and if I just keep saying that someday, I'm, like, I'm the same way. If I say someday, I'm going to procrastinate and I'm going to be like, you know what, maybe it's not going to happen this year. Whereas if I give myself a deadline, even if I don't meet that exact goal, um, I know I'm getting close to it, mm -hmm. right? I just, I feel like it helped me hustle a lot harder. Um, did I make mistakes because of that? Of course. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I mean, I said yes to a few things that I maybe shouldn't have, and I, I learned from that. And so that, I think that's what really helped me kind of shape my business as well, because the first year you're learning a lot. Um, and like I mentioned um, just now, I had a completely different set of services when I first started. And I realized quickly that the kind of client that I attract needs something different. And so I reshaped it um, during that. And I can tell you right now, today I get my dream clients. Yeah. Like, I, I love every single client that walks in through that door. It's exactly the kind of work that I want to do. And it's like, it's not one-offs, it's relationships. And, um, you know, in the beginning, I because again with that whole immigrant idea um mentality that you uh, grow up with is you're always saying yes to everything and so um in the first year i did find myself doing a lot of that um whereas now i'm more so like i want to work with this client i want to launch their business and i want to be there every step of the way i'm not doing one-off design jobs <laughs> right yeah, yeah. I love that and and I that I'm glad you brought that back up because yeah. I wanted to actually dive into that when you first mentioned it because yeah. I think we all do that like I I did that when I first started and I actually just recorded a short video on more or less this topic where I was like oh I'm just going to be a 
generalist because I can do all these different kinds of writing. And I was like a yes woman because I just thought, oh, I need to take everything, right? But as we narrow down and really get a clear vision of what we want, how we want to design our lives and our businesses, that's when the magic really happens. So what were some of the things, for example, that you said yes to, if you can remember, that you were like, oh Oh. no, this is not a good fit? Well, I I don't remember exact projects, but I do remember my gut just like, you know, just squeezing up and like feeling really like almost nauseous um, saying yes to some of these things Um, because like I knew for what they were paying, they were getting more um, than than what they deserved. (laughs) And, and like, you know, I was undervaluing myself in a way Yeah. Um, because, you know, they had a budget and they could only afford this much. I would kind of like be like, okay, well, whatever, I'm just starting out. Let me see what can happen. Um, and you know, it's funny because I realized very quickly that if I'm not feeling good about the project, it's not going to head in a great direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that their work was sacrificed. Um, it's just to say that it's not the type of client who wants to continuously work with me. Yeah. Um, they just want, you know, kind of a cheap design out fast, you know, minimal sort of like interaction Uh, whereas for me like I'm building this brand new boutique and I wasn't going to get that with that sort of client and so I know I always say follow your intuition because I even know today if I have somebody that comes in through that door and my intuition is telling me like you know this is not the right fit um, I'm okay for it not to be the right fit because I know in the end, like they'll find somebody who fits into that that mold that they want. Um, and there's tons of, you know, designers out there that could fit that. Um, but that's just not what I'm catering, right? 100% because, you know, here's the thing too, like you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's not that their work, the work didn't suffer. I'm sure you, yeah. you know, created something beautiful, but if you are not aligned and you know that in your gut, they oftentimes are never going to be as happy or excited with the work as someone who yeah. is fully aligned, even if you did a great job. And, and I had that same, that same lesson in my business with writing. Yeah. Um, but what do you think, like for, for me, I almost think that, cause we hear this same kind of story from a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like, oh, we, you know, we, I learned to say no, I learned to only take on, you know, well, I should say successful entrepreneurs, right? Because yes. those are the ones who learn to say no and to like raise their standard or whatever. But I almost think it's something that we have to go through, you know, like yeah. it, a lot of things in life we have to go. It, it's like our parents say, oh, don't go to a party and do this or whatever. And we're like, yeah. well, I got to see for myself. <laughs> I feel like we have to do that in business. What, what do you think? Yes, a hundred percent. Like I do, I, I mean, I wish I could say that it's all fun and games and you can get into where I am, you know, four years in or a year one, but it's, you have to kind of jump those hurdles almost and figure it out for yourself. Because I can tell you now, like, I don't think I was as confident in, in my, um, in my, not so much my services, but I would, I don't know why I was as confident saying no. Um, when I first started off, because it was just at that point, you know, I also had set that deadline. So I'm just like, hey, I need to make this much money. I need to say yes to everything. Um, and, you know, I learned through saying yes, that it's okay to say no. Right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, those inspirational quotes and these lessons yes. learned, we can only, they only really start to hit home and make sense after we've started to experience yes. it ourselves. And so. after you've made that mistake. And I mean, it's okay to make them. Like, I don't want people to think that they, they can't make them. You yep. should. Like, like I said, you learn from them, but um, it, it takes time and it's okay. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like I had one you know, lousy project, and then all of a sudden I learned. Right. <laughs> I mean, it took a whole year. <laughs> so, yeah. so it yeah. takes a while. <laughs> so, yeah, so going back to that, so what was the deadline, like, what was the time frame approximately? Was it a year that you told your family? Yes. Okay. So I, I basically told everyone a year. Now, I, at that time, so, like, you know, the risk that I take, like, now that I look back at it, I, I kind of get goosebumps thinking about it, but me and my husband had just put down, um, signed up to buy a house. So we were like putting down deposits. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so it was like that on top of, hey, I'm going to start this business. <laughs> wow, um, what timing. So, yeah, so like now I think back at it, I'm like, what was I thinking? But um, at that time, like I was just, I was so sure of it. Like I knew deep down that it was going to work and, you know, thank God I did because I'm here today. Um, but that deadline was set for a year and it was set for bef like, you know, the day before we got our house. So basically I was kind of, you know, let me make these deposits and see if I can keep making them. And then the day before we get our house, like, let me check that like Excel document and see like, did I make my deadline? And so um, that's how I kind of set it up because both things went kind of, hand in hand at the same time and so I gave myself a full year to think about these things but um it was a high risk year <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that yeah I bought a house and yeah. man, that was that was stressful so I cannot imagine yeah. that was like <laughs> I think it was three years two and a half years into my business so definitely not <laughs> where you were at <laughs> not the um, smart thing, but <laughs> it works thank god yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So in that first year, when you got to that place where you're like, hey, this, this happened, like, did you, did your family, like, were they along on the journey with you? Did you make some kind of like announcement? You're like, hey, I'm in, like, kind of how did that piece of it go? Yeah, there was no like party at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, why not? Yeah, I wish, I wish. But yeah, um, there's no, there's no big party at the end of it. But it was like, you know, they were all aware of that date um, that I had given them. And yeah. I kind of just, I told everyone, I was just like, listen, I made, I actually exceeded my goal. And so I'm like, I'm doing this. And it was just, it was a very casual announcement. And, um, you know, if you know my family, like, I think that was the best way to kind of break it to them yeah. <laughs> without throwing like this bash. Um, and they were fully supportive. Like, I remember, you know, even at a year into my business, I actually got scouted for a job. Um, and I, for, you know, I don't know why it was just like, it was really great. And so I was like, let me just see the interview and see if I can get it. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I did the interview and after the interview, I actually just, I was explaining the interview to my family and I actually ended up crying while I was talking about it. Um, and my dad was just like, this is ridiculous. Like you're a strong, independent woman. And you're like teary eyed because you took an interview. And he said to me, he's like, if you're going to be happier in your business, 
then you might as well keep doing that because I'd rather see you happy than see you like tense over a job interview. <laughs> and that was like after I even gave the interview. So I don't even know why I was upset. I think it was <laughs> emotional. Um, and so it was, it was kind of like in that moment where I got his support, even though he didn't, like he's always been supporting me, but for him to just be like, just do it. Um, it was just one of those things I needed to hear. And I don't think like, you know, he knew he had to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because like, I'm always like, you don't need validation from anybody. And <laughs> yet, you know, in that moment, I, I kind of needed it from him to be like, you know, stop searching. And if you get scouted, like say no. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So yeah, a couple things from that, because yeah. I, I love this, this like turning point for you or for yeah. him, I guess, yeah. um, <laughs> for both of you. But yeah. So that happens a lot, I think, when you start putting yourself out there and you start kind of making noise and showing like what you're made of, then you start getting these job offers. And it's like, yeah. that happened to me too. And I think that was kind of what really informs you of, okay, if the temptation is there, that's one thing. But if you follow through with like the initial conversation or whatever, again, yeah. it goes back to your gut instinct thing. Like, how do you feel about it? And I was the same as you. I'm like, uh ew, why am I, like, I'm so upset yeah. that I even, you know, um, so that's really interesting, because I, I share that experience, yeah. um, the other thing, so I was thinking, is this idea, and it's, it's something that I'm always toying with, too, of validation, and yeah, yeah we don't need validation from others, however, I think sometimes those people who really matter to us, like we value their opinions and whatever, it's it's more about just getting someone's voice of support or their voice of reason and you're like, okay, yes, I, like sometimes we need that and so I, yeah. I almost think with a lot of the inspirational, you know, girl boss stuff and entrepreneurship yeah. stuff that goes around, sometimes those little nuances get lost and, and everything's not yeah. so black and white. So yeah. I, I'm glad that you brought that up. No. Yeah, no. And I, t exactly what you said, like, I totally agree with that. And like, you know, with both my parents, like they, like just hearing it from them, it was just, it was kind of because I value their opinion so much right? that I needed to hear it. Um, but again, like I did it without asking. So, yeah. <laughs> so at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, total contrast. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I love that though. That is such a great, that's a really great, um, do you know how, like what, uh, like how far into your journey that was? Um, that was like, I think it was like a month after my deadline. Like it was very, oh. my time. yeah. So it was like, it was within the first, uh, or like after the first year. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny because like, you know, my husband's right there too, because he's very much the kind of, he's the polar opposite of me. He doesn't like to take risks, um, when it comes to work, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, when it comes to traveling, then yes, but not when it comes to work. <laughs> um, but like he likes stability. So for him, like he was very much on like, you know, I, I put him in the same sort of bubble because like he hesitated a little bit, but he's always been super, super supportive. And, um, you know, always loved that fact that I chased my dream. Um, but again, like he just wants stability and wants me to be happy, right? 
Yeah. No, my husband is the same way. I'm always yeah. like, Hey, you could do a business doing this or whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't know. You know? <laughs> I always do the same thing where I'm just like, Oh my God, that's such a great idea. You should start a business. And like, he's just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe someday. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think it's who we who are attracted to. So maybe because we're such risk takers, we're attracted to you know, men who are kind of more stable and you yeah. know, less, less um, I want to search for a better word than crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're all over the place. <laughs> it's true. I mean, didn't Steve Jobs, like, build a whole, you know, inspirational yeah. movement around the crazy ones, right? So I think it was him. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe, I agree. I think it was him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about, so you, you went on this, year-long kind of up and down and learning to say no and figuring out what you really want now that you're you said you're in year four right so we're gonna hit year four in October so we're almost there nice <laughs> nice and how do you feel now do you feel like oh I would never do anything else oh my god no I would never do anything else. <laughs> like I am I am very happy where I am and I'm just looking for ways to expand and grow and you know continue this journey and so um, there's no looking back at this point. It's just a matter of how are we going to continue to grow and how am I going to expand this business even more? Because at the end of the day, my biggest um, kind of mission is to empower people with design um, and, you know, help them through that branding um, so that they can build their businesses. Like that's the best feeling for me um, is watching somebody's business basically grow from like this passion into a reality that's you know, if they have a product in stores, if, the, if it's a service, it's out there. And so like, you know, um, on Instagram everywhere. And so I love that process of watching things grow. And um, my whole goal is to like get that out there to as many people as possible. I love that. So are you, and you don't have to, if you don't want to disclose anything, yeah. that's totally fine. But the way that you're looking at growing and scaling Root Creative is that like, are you looking to build it out as an agency? Are you looking to build um, like passive income products or products and services where you're supporting people in um, your clients in an additional like way besides just like um, the design aspect kind of what what's your vision? So I do so it is kind of split between two of course there we are looking into ways that we can kind of create sort of something that's passive yeah, um, it's still in very early stages, so that might not happen for another like year or two. But um, I do want to see it grow on more of a uh, smaller scale agency. And so yeah. I always like to say we're more of a bragging boutique. Yeah. Um, because for me, creating those relationships is really important because I feel the reason why I get brands and um, you know clients refer me to their friends and so on is because we have that one on one nature, right? Um, even with like clients who are international, like we're constantly meeting over Skype or Zoom or whatever it is. Um, and you, you get that personalized sort of um, experience. And I need to kind of know you before I start to live and breathe and design your brand, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I, you know, I do a lot of what I do is on the branding side, but it's yeah. on not the visual branding side. Yeah. So I completely understand what you mean. Like you have to know um, for me and I don't do as much writing anymore. I, I do a lot more on like the, yeah. you know, advising side, but 
you have to know their voice. You have to know, you know, even with, with design or with writing, both of those things communicate a very specific, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not educating you on anything, you know, all this, but like yeah, yeah. The color theory, right? Like just even yeah. the color, the layout, like yeah. everything informs how people perceive your brand. So yeah. it's, it's really important so it's, to know. I think it's a very personal thing. And, um, you know, some, sometimes I have clients who are like, this is hard to kind of decide and, oh, yeah. um, and I get it. And like, that's why in the process, there's no rush in the process. There's no, um, like, it's all about taking your time and, you know, being patient with them to, for them to understand, because they're going to live with this branding for at least like, you know, 10, 15 years, right? At least, um, I would hope for even more. And so like, it has to be something that they love. And I mean, they're trusting you with their baby at that point like they're building this business and they're trusting you with the visual and like you know how they're going to present this brand to the world and so I take I take pride in that um and I do see that side of the business continuing to grow for sure but I know um I want to reach more people and for that I know we're trying to figure out some way to do it in a passive way that we can help more people around the world um I love having international clients as well as local clients um so for me like we we live in a global society where I know I can reach more people and I just need to figure out how to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's always the, I mean, the, the global aspect is yeah. the internet makes it so great. Like you can oh, access more, but like you said, there's still challenges. Like, yes. you know, it's probably easier with what you do for people who yeah. are in person because you get to like sit down with them. Do you do yeah. a lot of local? Yes. Yeah. So I would say like, almost 90% is probably local and then 10% is international or um, like, you know, in a different province. Gotcha. Um, I'm in Toronto, so I will say province, not yeah. state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, so I would say 10% is kind of outside and then 90% is local. Um, but I do see that growing. Like, you know, even today we signed on another client out in the Bahamas. So it's constantly, you know, growing and I, I just want to continue to see it grow. And so that's my biggest challenge right now as a business owner is watching it continue to grow and how we're going to, you know, still be able to provide that sort of service at that level. Yeah, for sure. And you do, you do the, I mean, I understand with the branding work that you do yeah. and you also do the designing it's, do you do the, like the actual web design too? Like yes. you carry it out? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or, like the reason why I define it more of a branding boutique is because we start like with, especially with our clients who are entrepreneurs, we'll start right at the beginning stages of the logo and then build it up to their website and then their digital strategy online and like, you know, visually how that's going to be appealing. Now that's not to say that that's the only type of client that we have. Like we also have some uh, mid to large size businesses that we work with where, you know, they're looking for somebody to just take over their social media visually and like take care of it. Um, We we do that as well. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, no, your work is beautiful. I love, like, every time you share a new client's, like, all the designs, I'm like, ooh. And I I enjoy tinkering with my website and kind of, like, I know enough about branding to say, like, this is what I want it to say, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, this is, like, I just want somebody who's a professional yeah. to do this. I don't have the time, and they yeah. could do it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And I mean, as entrepreneurs, we kind of, I think we live in that world where we kind of know 
Like, um, like I have a friend who's an interior designer and I know like I can design my house, but I know she's going to do a way better job. And I know the value of hiring her versus just doing it myself. Right. And I think it's like, it's what we kind of sell is what we purchase too. Right. For sure. No, absolutely. And I, I've come to really value and appreciate outside expertise because when when I started I was like well first of all I I was doing it on a shoestring budget but I was also like well I can do this I can learn anything I can figure it out myself so why not do it myself but over the years it's like but why do it when I could be like you know having lunch with friends and outsourcing this to someone who's an expert and yeah it is going to be better even if I can do it well it's going to be better if that's somebody's area yeah of so course. and I think that goes for all services like it's, yes. it's always better to hire a professional <laughs> definitely no I mean right we wouldn't have like someone who's not a plumber come work on our plumbing yeah, like, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> I always use a lawyer as a great example and I was just like you wouldn't fight your own legal case of most yeah <laughs> no absolutely I mean look at Ted Bundy <laughs> I don't know if you follow that <laughs> I know, I saw the Netflix special. <laughs> so good. Um, cool. Well, okay, so I'm thinking about, you know, we were we were talking about in the beginning the story of kind of going through a journey where you're not 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 supported, but you have sort of some doubt surrounding you, some fear surrounding you, and you remained through that undeterred. So we talked about that word and it's defined as persevering with something despite setbacks. So if other people out there are trying to start their business and they have a bunch of naysayers in their lives and they're just really struggling to find support, what are some of the ways that you would suggest they um, find a, you know, find a way to continue going undeterred? Well, I would say first things first is you want to educate the people that matter. So for me, that was my family, including my sisters and my parents and my husband. So educate them, give them that deadline um, and, you know, focus on yourself, focus on the people that are, you know, supporting you, whether it's a group chat or it's, you know, um, women that you found internationally. Like I'm in some groups where I like, you know, similar to our relationship, like we've never met in person, but we're in a group together and we can support each other. And so focus on that and hustle a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Even if you do one thing every day and like that supports that business, do that. Um, you know, I have a client who's like constantly like, I'm not getting my to-do list done. It doesn't matter. As long as you can do like, you know, one thing off that to-do list every single day, you're moving one step closer to that business. So keep doing that, stay determined and keep those positive people around you. And for the people that matter that may be, you know, loving you, but may not understand, educate them, tell them and then give them a deadline. Tell them that, you know, I'm going to work this out and I'm going to prove it to you by this day. I, yeah, that is such great advice because I'm always like, yeah, find people who do support you, surround yourself. But I think that those are really important steps. The people that matter in your life, because if it's, if it's random strangers or whatever on the internet, who cares? Right. But the people um, that's not supporting you or like, you know, I had a couple of girlfriends that were just kind of like, oh, okay. And I took a year off from them. (laughs) Yeah. 
Totally. I, I took some time off from them. Like, you know, they invite me out for dinners and I'd be like, you know what guys, it's not going to work this today. Um, I kept a relationship with them, um, but I would avoid talking about my business. And I, I kind of kept that door closed until I was ready to share with them. And I felt successful enough to share with them. So if, if you need to kind of, you know, put a hold on people in your life, I think that's totally okay. I do too. No, that's super great advice because, you know, we, there are some people who we just, it doesn't, their opinion doesn't matter and we just need to tune them out and focus. And, but your advice to educate the people who do matter and, you know, give them that deadline is just golden. I've never um, heard somebody put it quite like that before. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really important for me to for them to understand where I was coming from. They didn't have to like, you know, cheer me on, but they need to understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. And hey, if it's having a heart to heart and if you're a good wow. actress, you could even maybe, you know, you know, get those crocodile tears going. Maybe yeah. to, No, no, not that that's what you were doing, but um, I just love that, that piece of the story. So yeah. where actually before, and, and this is kind of going back, but I, I just, mm. I wanted to talk about this earlier and then, yeah. We got on this great conversation um, with the stability piece, because I think this kind of goes with, with being undeterred. Um, my mindset around stability really changed as I got into business where I was, you know, making better money and everything where I thought, okay, wait a second. If I, you know, ha- lose a client for whatever reason, maybe they just yeah. needed something for a short term, right? Yeah. I can go get another client. Um, I probably already have, you know, once you're in the rhythm, you probably already have people lined up to that are wanting to work with you if you're booked out, you know, and they're on a wait list or something. So the way I started looking at stability, because we were talking about like, you know, our parents or, you know, our husbands, right? Like they're like, oh, we need a stable job. But that employer can let you go at any time. And then you might be unemployed looking for a job for so long. So do you kind of look at stability different now as well? A hundred percent. And I feel like the definition of stability is very different for everybody. Um, For me, like stability was the ability to continue to work the way that I wanted to work. Yes. Like I find stability in that is like, there's no one can let, like, you know, no one can kind of be in control of me. Yep. And for me, that's stability. I mean, for them, it's, it's different. They like, you know, the job, the corporate job of benefits, like they, they find that stable. But like you said, like it, it not for sure. Right. Like somebody else is kind of deciding your fate at the end of the day. Um, And so for me, like, I, I do agree, like the word stability has changed completely for me. And I know that if I continue to work the way that I'm working, I'm always going to be stable. Totally. And, you know, I live in the Seattle area where we have home base for Microsoft, Amazon, you know, Boeing, all of these big companies. And guess what happens all the time? Big layoffs, huge layoffs. And then who do they bring in? Consultants. Because they don't have to give them benefits and all that, right? So (laughs) it's it's so interesting the way I see it. I go, hmm, I know a lot of like ex-Microsoft employees who became consultants, went back and started consulting at Microsoft because Microsoft still needed the help, you know, but they they couldn't cover 
sort of the overhead around having them as an employee. Yeah. Not that they couldn't cover it. I mean, it's Microsoft, but you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess they wanted to, you know, um, improve yeah. their margins or whatever. But anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because we had talked so much about stability and I thought it's just so interesting how my my view of it has changed. And like you, I call it being the creative director of my life. Like I don't want, yeah. I want to guide everything that yeah, I want to do. It's almost like being kind of a control freak, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But it makes sense. Like I'm the eldest in my family. I've always liked to control things that go on in my life. And so, um, so it makes sense that, you know, I want to control this part of my life too. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, no stability. I think it's, it's a funny word and I feel like it does mean something different as you continue to grow older. Yeah, totally. I agree 100%. Oh, this has been so fantastic. I could talk to you about this all day. I mean, even when we had our initial chat, we, <laughs> we talked for a while. Um, but I, I want people to know where they can find you. So, you know, your yeah. website, your Instagram, how can people find you? Yeah, for sure. So Instagram um, is at Roop Creative Agency. So that's R-O-O-P, Creative Agency. Um, and then the website is just the same. It's our name. It's RoopCreativeAgency.com. Um, and yeah, if you want to come on Instagram and say hi, like I always try to respond to as many people as possible. So please do. I'd love to hear from, you know, all your listeners. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no. And I know some of my listeners personally who will love your story and who will love what you do and who need your services or could benefit. I won't say oh, need because <laughs> I'm not saying your website sucks, but <laughs> they could benefit from your services. Yeah. Um, anytime. Always happy. Always happy to do so. Oh, I'm so, so it's been such a pleasure having you on. I'm so excited to have shared this story and um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, talk to you again. I know we'll talk again. Yes. yes. I can't wait for that. I know it'll happen again as well. Yes. All right. Have a good one, Pooja. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or just say the word podcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin. And make sure to use the hashtag just say the word in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.